Welcome to the Brisbane Property Podcast with your hosts, Melinda and Scott Jennison from Streamline Property Buyers, your local Brisbane property specialists. Hi everyone and welcome to 2022, um, another episode of the Brisbane Property Pod- Podcast. Um, it's been a, um, a lovely Christmas, hope everyone had a good break, a good uh, Christmas break with their family, friends, uh, enjoyed that break and uh, Happy New Year to everyone and uh, hopefully um, everyone's a little bit COVID free. Yes, welcome back to 2022 and all that the Brisbane Property Podcast will be delivering for you this year. We're certainly excited about all of the things that are happening throughout Brisbane and especially in the Brisbane property market. Um, But absolutely, what a cracker start to 2022. Um, And I think the thing, the main thing that's on everyone's mind right now, especially in southeast Queensland, is COVID. Well, at least it's Novak, not Novak Djokovic. <laughs> no, I think that's on um, everybody's mind in Melbourne. But, you know, I guess that that is a big um, concern that a lot of people do have here in southeast Queensland. I mean, when we look at what's been happening um, in our COVID response, we've typically had very low volumes of new cases. Um, and of course, we have had very strict border controls until recently. Now, on Monday, the 13th of December, our borders did open. Um, they are the state borders, whilst we still had requirements for testing, etc. since then. And of course, it has coincided with Um, the spread of the Omicron virus. But since then, we have had a massive explosion in the number of cases that um, have been positive throughout Southeast Queensland. And I think that some of that has been attributed to borders reopening and a lot of people coming up to the Great Southeast for that fabulous beach holiday, which we all do enjoy over that Christmas New Year period. Yeah, it's funny. It's not a, look, it's not a COVID um, podcast, obviously, but um, it, the impact that that does have on the property market side of things, and as Melinda touched on, you know, I know so many people that were at Noosa or on the Gold Coast and places like that. Um, why wouldn't you want to be there? Um, beautiful places, lovely weather. The COVID side of things obviously did pick up, and there's a lot of cases as it is in New South Wales and Victoria. Um, but Queensland obviously is um, is still coping along pretty well, I think. Um, but it's interesting what sort of effect that might have on the property market side of things. And and it's the first couple of weeks we've been out and about. Um, we have still still been out and about um, wearing masks and, and staying safe. But um, there's still a lot of people out at inspections um, and still th- that market still seems to be um, has picked up and started off pretty much where it left off in early December. Yeah, when you think less than a month ago, we were at zero cases and now we are um, getting more than 20,000 cases every single day. And they are just the cases that um, are being recorded as positive tests. I'm sure that we could multiply that number um, by a lot more to, to actually determine the real number of cases because it's simply too hard to get a PCR test or a rapid antigen test right now. But, you know, as Scott said, at this stage, we are not seeing any impact whatsoever on the property market. And if we look at the very first weekend of open homes, um, that was the weekend after the um, New Year's Day. So we were on, I think it was the 8th of um, the weekend of the 8th. Yep. Is that right? Of um, of January. Now, um, the open homes that our team attended were very 
popular. So there were a lot of buyers out on that very first weekend of open homes here in Brisbane, despite the peak in the number of COVID cases. Now, I think in previous um, events there, there was definitely some sort of softening in the number of people that were out and about, but we haven't seen that at this stage yet. Um, midweek inspections also have been very well attended um, as well. And, you know, properties that we've been to have had more than 20 to 30 groups through in some instances, depending on the property. So still very well attended. And, you know, from what we've seen so far, the 2022 year has really started out aggressively here in Brisbane in terms of the number of buyers that are out and about. Um, and I would argue that um, there's even more buyers right now than there were back in at the beginning of December. Yeah, I think I think when you look back at when we from when we talked last time, early December, really popular, uh, a lot of groups out as back then, again, 20, 30, 40 groups through properties. Um, I think that little lead up into Christmas, probably a couple of weeks when people were probably concerned they couldn't settle or whatever it might have been, they or they wanted to go on holidays and have a bit of a break, um, which everyone probably deserved. Um, I think now that it's come back and everyone's back into that new year and things are starting to get into the swing again, as you, as you mentioned, we had 20, 30 groups and that's at midweek inspections. Um, people still you know, lining up to get in there, checking in and, um, and going through the properties. So it's still really popular. I think it's picked up again and it's taken off again from that early December mark and we've still got a lot of people out looking at property. Yeah, there was definitely a couple of weeks of buying opportunity there where the buyers had retreated. So, you know, for those that were still in the market, um, there was there was definitely a period where there were fewer buyers out and about, but um, I think that's all behind us now. And now that the borders are open, um, I do expect that there will be more buyers who have been looking to relocate that finally are able to be here on the ground looking themselves, um, and that will certainly cause a spike in demand too. There was a little bit of that opportunity I must touch on, and we, did, uh, we didn't take that big break like everyone else. So we did take that opportunity in that lead up towards Christmas, um, and we were around over that break um, where we did sort of keep in contact with some agents that were around. Most agents did have a bit of a break, I must say, over that Christmas New Year break. Um, but, yeah, everyone is back on the ground now and um, active and, and open homes and starting to advertise properties. Few and more- I think, yeah, the last, the last contract that we entered into for one of our clients. Christmas was, Eve, I think. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so obviously when everyone else is, um, you know, popping the, the champagne and starting their celebrations, we were wrapping up a, um, a home, a purchase for a client off market as well, which was a very big bonus for our interstate clients who were looking to relocate. In I think Paris. it was, it was, I think I mentioned to them, it was a nice little Christmas present for them to, um, <laughs> to grab that off market opportunity for a house they're going to relocate up into uh, into Brisbane and enjoy, as I do say, the beautiful weather that we have up here and the sunshine and um, and the lifestyle as well. So and congratulations it- to them and I'm glad we could actually help in that time as well leading up to Christmas. And, of course, you know, as our Chief Health Officer is saying here in Queensland, um, expect to be exposed to the virus, expect to um, experience symptoms at some stage and expect to, um, you know, be exposed to the COVID-19 virus. Um, Well, I can say Scott and I have been exposed. We've had our bout of COVID um, over the the Christmas New Year period. Um, Who knows where we we picked that up, but um, we did get through the other side. So um, thankfully we were fully vaxxed, so didn't experience symptoms that were too bad. But um, yeah, I expect there's a lot of other people that will go through the same 
in the coming weeks um, ahead of us. Yeah, now we're back to health now. If I do cough a little bit occasionally in the podcast, I do apologise. There's a little linger, lingering sort of cough sort of hanging in there, but uh, definitely clear and negative and, um, and feeling healthy and ready to go. Absolutely. So what we talk about 2022, and obviously we've talked about that COVID side of things and uh, property market and people happening. What, what do we think could be something different or could change a little bit in the way people are looking at property? And I must say, there's a lot of people out and about. Um, we've got our boys playing some water polo up here in Brisbane. Um, and people are starting to talk about that 2032 Olympics. Mm. So there's still a lot of talk on that side of things. Obviously, it's 10 years away. Um, so, you know, people are looking at that and already and saying, oh, what's the opportunity? What should I get in now? obviously 10 years away from a major, major you know, world event happening here in Brisbane. But, you know, what sort of things are we probably going to see or what what's something to watch for, do you think, in the real estate side of it? Well, look, I think early in the months ahead of us moving into 2022, we will see a strong market, um, especially in the housing sector here in Brisbane. I've got no doubt about that based on what we were experienced in the late months of 2021 um, and certainly what we've experienced already um, in the first few days coming into this year. Now, there's a lot of buyers that um, eventually will be priced out of the housing market because of the rapid rate of growth that has been experienced in that area. And already when we look back at the last 12 months, you know, the housing sector in Brisbane's grown more than 30%. So that's already potentially pricing out some people or pushing them further out away from the CBD into areas of greater Brisbane. I mean, you simply cannot buy a quality um, a property in the Brisbane City Council region at the moment unless you've got, you know, probably more than about 850000 Whilst you can, you know, buy some properties, whether that's a quality property, I would argue. So, you know, we get a lot of inquiry for people wanting to buy five to 10 kilometres from the CBD and they've got a, a five $600,000 budget. It's simply not possible to purchase a house that distance from the CBD in Brisbane anymore. We really have seen rapid price growth in the last 12 months, and that's really important for people to understand. So you, so you look at something like that, for example, and, and let's just compare it to, which is probably an easy comparison, to say it's like a Sydney and Melbourne. Um, when we talk about that distance from the CBD and people are saying, you know, whether it's five or 10 kilometres from the CBD, and, and let's say, as you just mentioned, then let's round it up to a million dollars. Um, you know, a million dollars in Sydney and Melbourne, you'll be lucky to get, a unit, probably a one-bedroom unit. I'm not sure. I'm not in that market at the moment, and it's probably scary to, to know what it actually is. But you know, you're looking at going down to a probably a one-bedroom unit to get closer to the CBD in those major cities. Brisbane, you know, you're looking at as you said, eight fifty to a million, probably to get something that's getting closer to the CBD. But then, then again, the unit market is obviously a lot more affordable. Yeah, absolutely. And um, we've been, I've been doing some reading and I've got some comments from Jason Andrew, who's the CEO of Ray White in Queensland. Um, and what's interesting um, based on his comments is that he believes that the long suffering unit market here in Brisbane is likely to boom at some stage in the near future. Now, it's an observation that I don't disagree with. I, I truly believe that there's going to be affordability constraints in the not too distant future, 
distant future in the housing sector here in Brisbane. And what that will mean is that for people to purchase a property that um, still fits their budget, they will have to make a compromise on the type of asset. So rather than buying a house with a large block of land, they may need to look at a different product type to stay in the locations that they're wanting to buy. And those locations are typically closer in towards the CBD where there are more desirable lifestyle um, drivers. Now, whether that compromise might be going towards a townhouse or to a unit that might appeal more to owner occupiers, um, I do believe there will be a shift at some point in time. Now, you may recall we talked about affordability in Brisbane um, in uh, an episode late last year. Um, And in that episode, we talked about the difference in affordability between the housing market and the unit market here in Brisbane. And because of the lack of growth in the unit market over the last 10 years, there's a huge disparity um, between what's been achieved in the housing sector versus the unit sector. So there's potentially untapped growth in that unit market that is yet to come. When that is um, initiated, we don't yet know. But for those that are already starting to be priced out of the housing market, there will come a time when a compromise needs to be made to stay within those investment grade locations. And there's certainly um, ways that you can future-proof um, a property purchase by still focusing on fundamentals such as buying uh, properties that have a, a higher land content than um, others. So not going for the vertical units, those that are in that you know high density developments, but going for the smaller unit complexes where there might only be four, six or eight units on you know an 800 square meter block of land or a 1,000 square meter block of land. Typically, Brisbane has been um, a market that has not really gone for that type of product in the past, and that's because we've been a low-density city. Geographically spread, we're very widespread. However, um, because of that, most people have a preference to purchase a house with its own block of land. As our city grows, as we become more densely populated, and certainly as we progress towards the 2032 Olympic Games, there may be a change or a shift in the desirability of some of these product types simply so that people can stay within a budget that they have specified for themselves in a location that they want to live that's going to be close to the amenities that get them into the employment hubs and into the lifestyle precincts. And I think if you go back to, I'm not sure what episode it was, but we did a a bit of an update on the Olympic side of it and we will do that again in the next, obviously continuing on, probably for the next 10 years. Um, but we, we we talked about a lot of those major facilities and major complexes being within about a five-kilometre radius of the CBD. Now, people will look at that, and that's, as you touched on as well with that unit townhouse side of things, the proximity to the CBD, the affordability, and also that lifestyle. You know, there's, there's people out there that also... You know, I had a conversation with a, with a couple just the other day and they were talking about they, they actually really enjoy living in a unit. They don't have a lawn to mow. Um, they don't have any hassles. It's pretty pretty easy going and they come and go from their unit and it, it's less less maintenance and things like that. So there's probably some people that have that different mindset that say, well, I don't want the maintenance. I just want something that's nice and easy. I don't have to mow lawns. Um, and, and that type of thing suits them really well. So the Olympic game side of it, um, obviously that will that will probably contribute to it a little bit and also, you know, the, the proximity as well to those um, major facilities and those events as well. 
Yeah, and what's interesting um, for those that know a little bit about the recent history of Brisbane is that we did have a significant oversupply in the high density unit space in 2016 and that spilled over into 2017. So um, off the back of a change in the city plan that occurred in 2014, we saw a lot of land rezoned for high density unit living um, and therefore developers built a lot of investment stock. So uh, units that appealed more to investors than owner occupiers. And because they couldn't sell those units, uh, because there was simply not enough buyers and, and too many were built all at once, um, they offered those units to the rental, rental market. So developers put rental incentives in place. Um, that caused a spike in vacancy in the um, it, middle and inner ring housing market in Brisbane because a lot of people left the older homes to go and live in the brand new units because of the rental incentives that were provided. So you can see how um, excessive supply or oversupply can actually impact all segments of the market. Now, of course, since then, there's been um, a reduction in the number of new uh, high density units that have been constructed. Um, and we've definitely absorbed a lot of that stock, you know, that has been built in the past. But buyers need to be aware that, that Brisbane is still a low-density city and there are still areas where there's a lot of future supply that could yet be created. So there's ways to monitor that future supply in terms of land zoning, in terms of development approvals, and then in terms of building approvals to understand what that pipeline might look like uh, because not every unit is the same and not every location of a unit is going to be the same either. And that's something to keep in mind if people are thinking of a shift in product type and looking at um, moving out of the housing market and potentially looking at a townhouse or a unit in Brisbane, it's critical that you understand where future supply is coming uh, before you make an investment decision in that regard or a purchasing decision in that regard. And, and the only other thing I guess on, on that is, and it's probably still aligned with that as well as when we talk about people affordability and trying to get into the market it's that cost of not being in the market as well um you know if you can't afford that house type of you know on a big block of land um and you're trying to get location and closer to the cbd that option of that unit um, slash townhouse sort of set up you know it's getting into the market and if that market continues to move um, at least you're, you're in the market before it does um, get away, as it has in the last 12 months, as we've seen. And I think that a lot of um, investors in particular, they um, are very unsure as to whether they should be investing a $500,000 into a quality um, unit in an inner or middle ring location of the CBD or moving much further out in areas of greater Brisbane where there potentially could be um, much more land supply and therefore that's a risk for, you know, tampering the long-term capital growth. And I guess that's where expert advice comes in into helping people understand what that might look like in the future based on, you know, the budget that they're working with, the strategy that's important to them, what any potential rental yields that they require uh, might look like as well, uh, because when it comes to selecting what to buy and where to buy, it does come down to individual requirements, and it's not a blanket one size fits all approach. And and, and that what you've just said then is probably one of my little um, um, things that I probably dislike so much as well. When when people compromise when they're looking at a lower price point and they compromise on the quality of the house, and and you buy something that is going to cause you headaches. Um, <laughs> I, I I know being a builder. And you go into a property and people, if you look at a property and think, no, this is just going to cost me money, there's going to be maintenance ongoing, 
that's where it's going. You'll just be putting your hand in your pocket and your property manager will be asking you to repair things and fix things and um, it'll just be an absolute stressful headache that you don't really need when you're investing into property. Absolutely. And I will say that um, something else that I've read about that Jason Andrew, who's the CEO of Ray White Queensland, has um, commented on is that worldwide real estate searches have now shown that Brisbane and the Gold Coast uh, have recently been rated amongst the top cities for searches worldwide. And that's also off the back of the announcement that we are going to be hosting the Olympic Games in 2032. So that is um, huge in terms of the number of potential buyers that we have looking at our real estate market, the number of potential people looking to invest into the southeast Queensland market, and more specifically, you know, the excitement that that builds around what's coming between now and the next 10 years. Um, we, we don't just look at real estate as, you know, what it is today. We must look at it in terms of what it looks like in the future. And with the major projects that are going on in Brisbane, um, it's important to understand how the impact of the Cross River Rail and the Metro and Brisbane Live and, you know, Queens Wharf, these major projects that are going on throughout the city will really put Brisbane on the map. And having accessibility to some of these locations and lifestyle hubs will be priceless as we move forward into the future. I was just thinking of something then. I know that I do talk about renovations and refurbishment. We talk about manufacturing equity in, in, in property and things like that as well. Um, I, I guess when you look at the unit side of it, um, something for people to consider if, if that's the type of investment you're looking at or, or property to purchase, when you buy a house um, the, and you do renovations, refurbishments, things like that, sometimes it can be structural. So it can impose on the structural side of it. When it's in a unit, for example, generally it's probably body corp, things like that. So you don't tend to change all the structure. It tends to be more internal um, and more of a refurb other than a major renovation side of things. So it'll actually reduce your cost on the building side of things as well. Building industry is getting smashed at the moment in Queensland, especially. Um, so obviously getting materials, getting builders, getting all those trades, that's really difficult and a bit of a risk at the moment as well, I think. Um, and there's a lot of pressure on that side of the market. So, you know, that side of it, if, you, if you're looking into that unit side of it, for example, and you buy something, you go, you know, I just want to give it a paint job, tidy up the bathroom and kitchen or something, you're not talking major, major costs compared to what you would possibly um, when you look at a house. Absolutely. And I think that's, um, you know, it's a good point to raise because building costs are the same regardless of what sort of property you're spending the, the, the money on. And if you're overcapitalizing because of where you're spending that money in terms of the location that you're adding that value, um, you need to be mindful of not you know, spending too much for that area. Um, but obviously you're wanting the structure to be adequate if you are targeting a townhouse or unit, um, if you're then going to add that value and spend that money. So location selection is absolutely critical. Um, it always comes down to, you know, selecting the best location if you're wanting the, the best long-term uh, return on your money. So that's something that obviously we help a lot of our clients with because, you know, there's very specific selection criteria that we would use for a high growth location, for example, um, which ensures that if Brisbane's growing as a whole, specific locations are more than likely to outperform. So obviously a start to a new year, um, a little bit of a different flavour there, tasting in the, uh, the unit townhouse side of things and how that will change. Obviously, it's something we have talked about a little bit previously on some podcasts. Um, and we are, you know, obviously looking at that closely at the moment. 
Um, obviously, um, if people are interested to have a chat and, and talk to us at Streamline Property Buyers, they can reach out and make an inquiry on our website, um, streamlineproperty.com.au. And um, we're obviously happy to help out and answer some questions. Um, if you've got questions, obviously, coming into the new year, we've had received some over the Christmas break, I believe. Um, so, you know, if people have questions, if anyone out there has questions about anything at all in property in Brisbane, um, shoot them through to us. We're happy to do a podcast, do a few more Q&As and get things rolling for the year. Um, they're always good to um, get those questions in from people to to answer what, what, what we can as well. I think we've actually got a few questions that um, are sitting in the folder from last year that we've still not answered. So apologies that it's been um, a few weeks since we have done a Q&A session, but we will get to that in the coming weeks. Yeah, definitely. So look, I'll, I'll let Melinda wrap it up. A little bit shorter today. Um, so hopefully that was a quick, nice, uh, short start to the year for everyone just to get things rolling again. We'll be back again next week. Um, as usual, as we always have done, I will let Melinda wrap it up. Um, it's been nice talking and um, we'll talk again next week. Thanks very much and bye for now. Yes, thanks for tuning in to the very first episode of 2022. We've got some amazing content to be sharing with you in the coming weeks and months and we look forward to bringing these weekly episodes to you once again. Um, as always, if you do enjoy listening to our podcast, please don't forget to share the podcast with your friends and family and leave us a review to tell us what you like about uh, the podcast. That would be very much appreciated. Until next week, um, I hope you stay safe, um, stay COVID free, and we will talk to you again soon. Bye for now. Thanks for tuning in today. Please remember everything we have spoken about on this podcast is general in nature, and we always recommend that you obtain independent advice in relation to your specific circumstances. If you liked today's episode, don't forget to subscribe or leave us a review on iTunes. And of course, tell your friends about us. If you would like to get in contact, please visit www.brisbanepropertypodcast.com.au or email us at info at brisbanepropertypodcast.com.au. Feel free to send in any questions and we will try to answer them in future episodes.